destroy all children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy all children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, the corpse formerly known as George Brundle. Uh huh. Bill Gates came to my house yesterday and he put a microchip in me, and now I don't feel so good. Eh, well. It's the way things go. I can get my microchip until the weed day. I have to wait till 4.20, baby. (laughs) A week after yours, I will be fully inoculated. Why do you have to wait uh, that long between them? Isn't it supposed to be two weeks? It's a month. No. What? It's a month between the Pfizer and Moderna ones, and then the Johnson & Johnson one that's just one shot. I thought Uh, it was two weeks. But yeah, I got the COVID vaccine. Uh, In talking to Larry... It sure sounds like the Pfizer ones may be the way to go. Because <laughs> oh, your parents uh, got the Pfizer and they felt fine. I got Moderna because it sounded exotic and uh, I don't feel so hot. So can't wait to get that second one because I hear that's the one that really fucks people up. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't know. They haven't gotten their second Pfizer one yet, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, from what I was reading, you start to feel worse over the course of about 12 hours. And uh, I mostly just had arm pain until about hour 10, and then my body temperature started to change, and now I just really feel pretty bad. Uh, but anyway, I'm here. Congrats. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm here. Because we, we have an obligation episode. to our That's right. uh, loyal audience. <laughs> I'm doing this all for JR, Even though and uh, whatever other two wackos listen to this thing. <laughs> well, this will probably be shorter than usual, because I also don't have a lot to talk about anyway. I guess it depends oh, on know. what your is retro that, this... corner is. Well, so I decided crap to. You have uh, in store. I decided to do some things uh, for you because I know last week was a very uncomfortable Larry, uncomfortable Larry for you episode. <laughs> <laughs> George loved my idea for a retro corner. Uh, so I decided to do a few things today uh, for you. So this is a Larry-focused episode because I want to give back anytime we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog because uh, oh, I know that makes you very uh, unhappy. Yeah. Uh, but we should probably go about this in the normal order that we do. Uh, news should be pretty quick to get through because I can't remember what happened in the news. Oh. Because of all the previously mentioned stuff, my brain is also mush now. I remember Arkham uh, I mean... Gotham Knights. Got delayed, which yeah. is something we forgot to bring up on the last episode because there was already enough to get through and it just slipped my mind. Well, there was also that whole thing where you got the ship blocked in the Suez Canal. You forget yeah, about that? Yeah, that was, um, I mean, I didn't want to bring it up mostly. I didn't forget about it. I'm sure you probably don't remember it because you blacked out when you did it. <laughs> I had a lot to drink. Uh, because I was at sea, and I've seen the lighthouse, and I know what people do at sea. They drink a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was mi- I was mixing turpentine and honey, and things got a little out of control. Yeah. 
boat uh, filled with all the gumpla and hot toys that I ordered got stuck in the Seuss channel. The, the Sorry, Seuss everybody. Doctor <laughs> yeah, Seuss <sure>. canal. Uh, <laughs> oh no, we're gonna have to get rid of it then. Yeah. Uh, ban the canal. Uh, Gotham Knights got delayed, which really shouldn't be that surprising since pretty much everything is still getting delayed. Uh, video solid games first have been year. delayed. Yeah, solid first year for these new consoles. Yeah. So a lot of these games that they were like trodden out there as like, hey, here's your launch lineup, here's your 2021 lineup, uh, getting pushed into 2022, a lot of those, and uh, Gotham Knights is one of them. Uh, there's no word on the Suicide Squad thing, but I think they didn't even necessarily confirm that that would be 2021 anyway. It was not. I think they said 2022. Oh, okay. Well, hey, there you go. I look forward to that game coming out in 2023. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> it almost certainly will. Uh, yeah, there's not too much to say about that. It'll be the, uh, we it'll did be the get... golden eye of its time coming out two years after the movie. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, we also got uh, confirmation that the Sony PlayStation Store stuff for the PS3, Vita, and Go is actually happening. Because uh, that was just a rumor back when we talked about it last week. And then no, pretty shortly after that, Sony... It was. Like, it hadn't actually been outright confirmed by Sony at that point. Then they uh, finally put it I out thought like, a they few days did. Later. They just didn't have an actual date for it. It was just that I... we're going to shut these down at some point. And then the recent thing was the actual dates for them. Well, okay. I think that's what. <laughs> it's it not was. how I remember it, but I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue it. <laughs> well, I don't. It's, I just look. remember seeing what looked like an official email about that. Maybe it was an internal thing. I don't know. And maybe, yeah, they're sending you internal documentation by accident because it's Sony, and. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, that sounds pretty par for the course with Sony. Yeah. Uh, I like how I try to download Res, a game that is a whopping single gigabyte, and my PlayStation 5 just refuses to do it. It gets like 5% into the download, and then it shits its pants and just loses all internet connection. Pretty cool. Yep, everything's going great. Uh, I got that, uh, oh god, what's the name of it? The, Mar the Marquette? Marky Mark, make my music video. Yeah, I tried to download that. That game is only like 12 megabytes. <laughs> it's amazing they got all that high-quality video into 12 megabytes. Yeah, two megabytes of those is a Marky Mark video. Yeah, where he says it's fa-fa-fa-fa-fa-fat. <laughs> That's the largest chunk of data in the game, which is that one clip. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been trying to... This has been kind of an ongoing thing to just... Sometimes when I start up my PlayStation 5... It does not want to either connect to the internet or maintain a connection for longer than like a couple of minutes. So I have a bunch of games that I have claimed that I really would like to download and I just can't because every time I try to do it, it freaks out on me. Like Thumper is in there too and I can't install that. Uh, Subnautica Ooh. was the other one that I got. Won't install that either. So. so yeah, that's actually something in the news I don't think we mentioned is they're giving out free games if your PlayStation works and can download them. Uh, and it's actually well, a pretty good list sucks. of games <laughs> Yeah Yeah, no, Thumper, Subnautica And uh, Res are all pretty good I Well, I assume Res and Subnautica are good I've never actually played them <laughs> They are um, <laughs> I, I hear good things about It was weird to me that Moss actually requires PSVR I thought it had a non-VR mode in it Because from what I 
I think it's just like you're sort of looking down on it. it's like a diorama type thing. So you're just sort of, the VR is basically your camera control. So it's weird yeah. to me. There's no non VR mode in it. Uh. Um, but so I claim that anyway for whenever the new PSVR comes out, which I don't think we ever mentioned in news either. Um, <laughs> which no, we did. Have... I remember us talking about it to you. Mm, no, not because I remember. Not when they actually talked said, about like, here are the new controllers. Okay, yeah, I know we didn't talk about that because I was going to say I knew we talked about it because we had both agreed that like they really better not use move controllers yes. for it again. Yeah, I I know uh, even that. Though but I'm I sure know. they have warehouses stacked high of unsold move controllers. Well, they're probably all dead by now. Um, but yeah, like specifically that's... when they were like, "Here are our new controllers. They look like the Oculus Touch controllers." Good. Just imagining Harvey Dent and Batman and Commissioner Gordon going into a warehouse and it's just stacked to the absolute top with move controllers. You gotta burn it down. Oh, okay, yes. I had Long no Halloween. idea what you were talking about for a second. Uh, I was Tim thinking King, like Jeff Raiders of, well, I was thinking Raiders of the Lost Ark. They oh, roll in the crate of move controllers. Yeah, sure. God. Uh, well, uh, is that in the, in the news? Yeah, Did sure. we forget to Why talk not? about anything else last week? I know uh, I took other stuff out, but it just wasn't like as important. Yeah, like no. uh, CD Projekt Red saying we're going to start making multiple games at once now because m- making one at a time turned out so well. Oh right, yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> Let's just do multiple AAA games, and then also we're going to lower the span of time that we market them to like five years instead of ten. That way, people don't get their expectations too high. Yeah, it'll only be I uh, think... one generation before instead of two. Yeah, sure. I think the only other bit of news is that apparently Matt Gates is going to step down from Congress and start a YouTube channel. I was hearing something about that. I think he's going to be like playing video games, which is a bold change of direction for him. It's because he's a creep, Larry. So what have you been playing <laughs> recently? Now that news is over. Um... You killed it. News is done. <laughs> well, I had to have us move on somehow. Uh, the only thing that I am playing currently is Persona 2. Uh, and we'll eventually do a retro corner, so I'm not going to say too much about it. Uh, but it's going to take me a while to get to that. I think it was maybe a mistake having me combine both parts of Persona 2 into one thing on my list. Because yeah. apparently these are like full Persona games. I yep. thought they would be like maybe 30, 40 hours. And then it was like PlayStation 2 onward that they became like 80-hour games. It's not the case. They're nope. both like 60 to 80-hour games each. The first one isn't that long, I think. I, so I'm having a tough time uh, because the first one didn't come out here. And so there's not a lot of guides for it. Yes, it did. It was just the PSP version, though. Not and what, Well, actually, yeah, yeah the first well, one was... did, too. It was just called Revelations Persona. No, that's... That is the very first Persona. I'm talking about yes. Persona 2 Innocent Sin. Oh, oh. That never came out here for the PlayStation. It yes. did come out for the PlayStation Portable. Correct. And then in a weird twist of fate, uh, we got Persona 2 Eternal Punishment, which is the follow-up. We got that for the PlayStation. Right. We did not get the remake for the PlayStation Portable of that game. Yeah. For some reason, it's still like I kind of poked around and I couldn't find any explanation why we didn't get that. Uh, but... Trying to go back and find Innocent Sin walkthroughs that are not specifically geared towards the PSP version is really tough. 
uh, the version that I am playing is just the actual PlayStation One version with a uh, with a translation patch put on it. Yeah, uh, which is the first time I've actually had to go through and actually patch AI. So I couldn't just download this thing already translated back when I got it. Oh, that's what you did with Police Knots. Uh, no, Police Knots was just somebody had printed the translated version like onto a CD and was selling that. So that was oh, fine. right. I forgot but you with... bought an actual disc of Police Knots <laughs> yeah. for some reason. What was it? Because it was lovingly recreated to look like the original release of the game, and uh... I just thought that was like a nice thing to have on a shelf. Uh, but okay. Persona Two Innocence, and uh, like I said, I will get into it at a later date. Um, not quite landing for me the way that other Persona games have in the past. Uh, there's a lot between Persona 2 and 3 that changed for the better, uh, and we'll we'll dive into that some other time. But uh, I was looking around for a different guide than the one that I was using because my guide hit a point where it did the thing that I love, where it was just like, I don't have good advice for you. Figure it out. It was specifically in a dungeon that was very dark, and had like hidden like cutouts in the walls to get through. And the explanation given in the walkthrough was, well, the exit's to the northeast. That's not how you get out of that dungeon. You have to make a full loop around the dungeon three times to be able to get out of it. So I spent probably two hours in the dungeon because I kept running into walls, trying to find where there was a seam to get through. That's so cool. I needed to look up something else. And I found this, apparently made it onto like Kotaku and a couple other places, so maybe you've already seen this. There was a guide for Innocent Sin that got updated like pretty recently, but has been one of the longest existing guides for Innocent Sin on the internet up to that point. And the reason it got updated was because the author became a born-again Christian and had regrets <laughs> about writing the walkthrough. Okay. <laughs> and so... I need to read some of this stuff that was like edited into the walkthrough because it's extremely good. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, years after originally writing and posting this guide, I now take moral offense at this game and would prefer that neither this guide nor the game exist. The only <laughs> reason I guide. have not removed <laughs> the only reason I have not removed this guide is I had submitted it under contract that it be allowed to stay on GameFAQs's site. Their staff has been very helpful to me, and I hope that my petitions and comments might eventually reach someone who can remove it. My complaints against this game are against its glorification of demons and evil spirits, Hell yeah. and also against this promotion of witchcraft through tarot and other means. Yeah. Both of these blaspheme against the almighty God Jesus. Promotion of demon person... worship. Wait till this person <laughs> plays Digital Devil Saga where you just kill God oh, at least. <laughs> a promotion of demon worship and witchcraft is common across Japanese produced media including anime and video games and therefore I would caution anyone who is aware of these dangers to be aware of these two mediums as a whole yeah, it's true. however I will only comment on a few more lies found in this game okay moral I, I lies do... more lies more. oh okay that's me tripping over myself but yes i i do agree with him to a point you should avoid video games and anime just for different reasons than what he <laughs> yeah. listed it's a sickness <laughs> of the soul as they yes. say uh one who's the most powerful demon slash persona in the shin megami tensei slash persona games satan the devil satan <laughs> yep yep uh not lucifer that's not really a name for the devil he points out correct uh 
The devil Satan only has what authority Jesus gave him. In other words, the devil's a wimp. <laughs> Yeah. At the end of time, the devil and all fallen angels and all wicked humans will be permanently destroyed. Gone. No sin will be in the kingdom. Contrary to popular belief, dying is not cool. Okay. And then I'm going to skip the second bit because it's just a lot of quoting from the Bible. Yeah. And the end of this says, I wish I had known about the curse on this game and many others like it. Where were all the hundreds of millions of Christians while I was playing these games? Which I really just like that he was expecting doing... <laughs> one of hundreds of millions yeah. of people to just... No! Yeah, just doing other things and not caring what video game you're playing, probably. There's a giant cock in that game, don't play it! <laughs> Stay away! I remember, Sonic says, dying is no good. They must be a bunch of fakes because I have never heard a single warning. Well, consider yourself informed. And if you don't believe the warning, then believe because of the consequences. There really is a curse for disobedience. I pray more people will wake up to the reality of the evil in this world and stop supporting it. So Larry and I are going to hell. Because yeah. uh, we both like the Persona series quite a bit. The wages of Shin Megami Tensei is death. I'm cool with that. I got that persona, uh, Belfagor. He sits on a toilet and takes a poop. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, worth sure. internal damnation. Jack Frost says he ho. How can he you does. hate that? Yeah. I have a Jack Frost in my party, and I don't think I'll ever have him leave because I usually just leave Jack Frost in my party in all these games because well, I he, just like him. Yeah, well, if he turns into King Frost. King Frost is also fine. I like King. I like all the Frosts. Yeah, me too. And Pyrojack. Yeah. Pyrojack's cool. Yeah, Pyrojack's great. Black Frost. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like Black Frost. Man, I can't wait for SMT5. <laughs> which will come out <laughs> Q1 or Q2 of 2021? Well, it's not Q1, because we're already past that. Nope. Well, we'll see. That... Uh... I don't think they actually mentioned that as another thing that Nocturne's got a release date now and also is priced at like $50. $50 for the regular the version. Hell? And then the deluxe version has like an extra, like an easy difficulty mode in it. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. And then I think that also has the Dante DLC. Yeah, it does. And and I think my yeah. best guess to that stuff is... They have to license Dante out and so they would rather have it in DLC, so if they have to take something down, they're not taking the entire game down. Yeah, that, is... like that's kind of the deal with the um the total Warhammer games. Is like the blood yeah. stuff in it is like a they put less like a two dollar DLC because then it doesn't bump their age rating up. Yeah. Which is weird. So like I I get it and I imagine some of the prices also set by how much Capcom wants for the use of Dante. Uh but the actual price of the core game itself being $50 is ridiculous. Yes, it is. It's just especially I mean, odd it, because they put out those ports of Persona 4 as, like, yeah. $20. The only thing I can figure is that Nocturne was never really a very, like, prolific game in stores when it first came out here. I know that the original print of that thing became very rare for a while. Yeah, and but so it was I wonder also, if part like, of them charging as much they as were, they did is just accessibility. It was enough that they were able to reprint it sell more of them yeah so but it's also a sega game so it will probably drop down to like 25 bucks within a month or two yeah probably so yeah i'll still get i want to get it on uh a physical edition of that 
but yeah, then go buy it. Yeah, because you know, if it, look, it gets me to hell faster if I buy a physical edition of one of these Santana games, other than just like download. You kidding me? Yeah, well, it's like you, a whole different kind of sick. If you have a digital download, the digital download saga, you can't like put it in like a in a pentagram and chant and do your incantations around it. You gotta have a physical Man, copy. I want to get. I wanted to get the. Shin Megami Tensei shoes, but they were a thousand damn dollars. Well, they're also very limited, so everybody else is gonna get them first. Yeah. Also, they just well, don't look that good. I've sorry, sorry to Lil Nas X, <laughs> but those shoes look kind of stupid. Yeah. Oh man, imagine the guy who wrote this like FAQ. His reaction to the whole Little Nas thing. I bet it's really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's probably one of the guys who's signing a petition against him. <laughs> I need. I might need to do a little bit of like investigative journalism and track down this guy's username and see if he has a presence on Twitter. Probably just to not. see what he has been saying about Little Nas. Matt Gates innocent, yeah. says this guy. Oh no! What is it? How are the QAnon people dealing with that? By the way. Oh, I. They're probably my guess. I've not. Look, I don't want to jump into that part of Twitter and see what those people are saying about this because I already made that mistake with Dan Avidan, and that was just yeah. a garbage experience for me. My guess is they're probably framing it as he was set up by the establishment or the deep state or something like that, and that it's all lies. That's I mean, probably what that's, they're doing. Just that's by. also kind of what he's saying is that he it was like yeah. he was teaming up with the FBI or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when you're getting investi- investigated by the FBI, one way of phrasing that is teaming up with them. Yeah, that's right. I was actually, <laughs> I was working with them. See, we were there together. Here's the picture of, like, the handcuffs. That was just for show. Uh, the sentencing is just, look, I'm going deep cover, guys. Yeah, that's right. It's like Sam Fisher. That's the whole thing. Yeah. He's going to be a double agent <laughs> inside bit, though, the child they... trafficking ring. Where they cut back to Tucker Carlson After his interview finding out about all that stuff For the first time and just like Being like oh wow okay Well uh, we have more questions My favorite part of that Would love to have him on again Is Gates being like hey some lady said you raped her Right like 20 years ago (laughs) And then him saying Yeah I went to dinner with you and your wife And uh, had a lady with her And everything and Tucker's like I don't remember that (laughs) So uh, everything's gonna turn out a-okay for old Matt Gates, man. The man with a face of silly putty. <laughs> Looks like somebody tried to mold that picture of Elon Musk smoking weed on the Joe Rogan experience from memory. I'm trying to remember if you brought it up to me on a phone call or the podcast, but the live-action Wallace and Gromit and the <laughs> yes. face mask that they had to do. I imagine that actually is just like. Because you described it to me, I still have not seen it, but I just oh. assume it's Matt Gates. Uh, it, it's not too far from it. Yeah, you should go watch no, that. Great. It's horrible. I don't think I want to. <laughs> it's also, it's especially disturbing because it was from some sketch comedy show, and so it has a laugh track over it. So it's like this oh, rabbits man. style thing. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it's Jeez. awful. What have you been playing, Larry? Uh I've been playing Genesis Noir. Which is, uh, I'm, I'm gonna put game in quotes, uh, but it's a game, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Um, and it is 
a noir story about the creation of the universe. Uh, I did not expect the title to be as um, descriptive as it actually is. And it's, well, like, so it's framed as you are this guy in a trench coat and hat. You're uh, investigating this lady who got shot by another guy. Except then the thing is, your character is the embodiment of time, and the lady is mass. And so it's essentially like this you're seeing like the Big Bang happen, and you're trying to loop things around to stop her from getting killed. It's, I'm not that far into it, but it's really interesting. It's not. Hey, Larry, does this game blaspheme against the Almighty God Jesus? Absolutely. Cool. Um,. I mean, not really. I, play I guess. It. I guess if you're a creationist who thinks everything was made in six days or whatever, and then God was like, "Uh, time to take a nap," then um, yeah, I guess it's blaspheming against that. But well, you said the lady is Mass. Yeah, Miss Mass. I'm. Is she morbidly obese? No, but she's thick uh, though. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I wanted to figure out how much they were playing into the name. Uh, got wide hips. I'm, I guess is she is she so big that Nathan Fielder has to attach like three weather balloons to her so she can go on a horse <laughs> yeah. ride? No, not quite. Oh, okay. He doesn't right. need to have people with giant paddles to uh get the branches <laughs> away from the balloons. Um, but well, that's the thing. It, it's kind of just um, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it Almost like a political cartoon type thing Where like these characters represent these things And so it's telling you essentially two parallel stories Uh, Which again one is like the murder mystery One is creation of the universe And they sort of intertwined in that way Um, But it's not really a game It's more of a It's not a walking simulator But if you remember like Samorost do you remember that? Where it's no. like a po- okay, well, it's Is like that... a, po- a point and click thing. It's not; they're not really puzzles per se, but they kind of are. But you can sort of just click around on stuff and get through. You got it. two pictures of the same room, and you have to find out what's different between the same rooms. Yeah, um, and it's not like that, but you know, th- there's a, there's no fail state. It's kind of it's similar to a point and click adventure, except you're just moving through these things and sort of seeing what happens. Um. I thought early on there's a part where you have to dial a number on a rotary phone and I'm wondering how many players would just not be able to get past that part or have to look up how to do it because they'd have yeah, no idea yeah. how to dial one. Um, But it's cool so far. Again, I'm not that far into it. It's apparently longer than I thought it was. I expected it to be like some two-hour thing, but quite a bit longer than that apparently. Uh, but it also has same a... sort of thing with Persona 2 then where you're like oh I'll sit down and I'll have this game done by such and such time and then you get a ways into it and it dawns on you that oh no you're committed now <laughs> kind of uh, I have well I looked at how long to beat for it but there was no data yet because it had just come out um, so I'm not sure but I think it says there's like six chapters and I played like one of them um, but it has a really cool look to it um, like most of the characters are sort of Outlines. It's mostly black and white, white outlines for the characters. Um, I posted a video from it, which you apparently did not see, or maybe you saw and just did not interact with it because you never do. Um, <laughs> you like to say, "Hey, I saw your post on Twitter about that," and I'm like, "Great, hit the, <laughs> hit the heart button, you dumbass." I'm, I'm worried that if I keep hitting the heart button and replying to all your posts, you'll tell me that I'm a creep. 
Uh, well, uh, that would that would be the case if you only yeah that would be the case if you only followed me and nobody else uh, as you did on other websites. So, um, but yeah, it has really cool look, almost Saul Bass type, I guess, kind mm. of, um, but not quite. It's not sort of that abstract, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Genesis Noir, I recommend it. Uh. It's a cool game, especially if you have Game Pass. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, Haven't you been playing something else, though? Correct. Uh, Evil Genius 2 World World Domination, I think, is the subtitle. Whatever. World of Assassination. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, It's the long-awaited sequel to Evil Genius, which is a game I liked a whole lot. Uh, And... For those who don't know, it's essentially a um, dungeon keeper, but instead of a demon lord and goblins and stuff, you're like a, a spy bad guy, uh, and you have a bunch of jumpsuited minions, and you're making an underground base in a you know secret volcano lair and all of that stuff. Now, are these minions small and kind no. of hill shaped? No, they are yellow. They're okay. So there's that. They do not say. Could I mod nah. the game to put min- minions into it? Probably. Hmm. I feel like somebody's going to do that eventually. The issue, though, is you have a whole bunch of subcategories of minions and specialists and stuff, and I don't know if anybody's going to bother to like replace all those with those well, minions. Uh, you know, I'm sure you could have a red minion and a purple minion. I don't know if that's like uh, sacrosanct or something like that, but I think it is. They're they're gonna write a fact and say that this is blasphemous against minions. Just a bunch of quotes from Gru to back up their argument. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Genesis Noir is about the creation of minions, actually. Um oh. so this game is I've put about three hours into I'm sorry, it. I'm just I'm starting to think about the whole Adam and Eve story, but it's minions instead of like actual people. <laughs> like God's image is a minion. Yeah. So you got these little minions and they got like a little leaf over their junk so you don't see anything improper. Yeah. Um But I'm about three hours into it. At first it seemed like it was basically just the first game again, but with better graphics. Uh and it turns no, out it seems that, like that would be fine. Oh yeah, that's basically all I wanted from it, really. That and yeah. it has fast forward now, which the original did not have. Uh, oddly, you don't have multiple like uh, levels of fast forward. It's just like regular speed fast forward. It's I think it's about three times speed, so it's all right. Um, mm. And I can get why they wouldn't let you really crank it up to hyper speed because some stuff like you kind of. Like, you have to wait for schemes to complete on the world map. You've got uh, other stuff coming. And, like, if an agent came into your base or something and you were... If you had it on, like, 20 times speed, then they would just be able to destroy everything immediately before you even knew what was happening. So I, I can understand it. Yeah. Um. But there are more changes to it than I originally thought. Uh, and it's not really... It's not like world-shattering changes. Like it's nothing that I would consider uh, sacrilegious to Evil Genius. It, they're actually they're mostly good changes for the most part. It seems like you have more specialist minion types for one thing. Uh, I can't see what they are because you have sort of a minion menu and 
Opinion menu. And they're locked, so it just has question marks next to them. Um, mm. but like, so far, I have sort of the main one so far, which is, like, you've got regular minions, scientist, guard, valet. Technician, I don't think, was actually in the original one. I don't think. That might have been, like, a, an advanced one from scientist or something. But, for example, one of the changes is uh, the way research works, which is, in the original game, your scientists would wander around your base and look at stuff, and they would sort of add that to this database, and then you would select two items and then see if something came out of that. Um, like you could select a, an alarm and a laser door, and then you would get like a laser alarm. Like as an example, I don't think that was actually one of them, but that's basically how it worked. Yeah. Uh, now it's sort of more like a regular civilization-style research thing. Where you have them in their lab, they're making research, and you select from a menu, they work on it for a while, and it, then it completes. Which is fine. It makes for a lot less, um, like, for one thing, waiting for them to look at the thing you need them to look at, because you can't direct them specifically. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm liking it so far. Oh, and the world map is pretty different where now you um you still have your control room where you sort of set up your remember what they're called like mission control things basically these big control panels where your guys work at and you can send them off to do schemes so in the original game you would have these regions and you would put your minions in there and uh they would i don't think they siphoned money automatically maybe they did I don't really remember. It's been a while since I played it. Um, but you could do schemes there, but then they would come back. And this time they've changed it. So you're not like stationing minions out there. You are just sending them out to do stuff. And they do not come back. Which doesn't really matter because you just hire them back anyway. Like you have an endless supply of minions that doesn't matter. So, so sending them on these missions is kind of like a Metal Gear Solid Five thing of like, oh, here's different missions they can go out and do, yeah. and you just assign the soldier to it, and based on like their rating or th what their job is, that determines the success rate. No, um, it okay. they all as well, far as I can tell, they always succeed, at least so far. Okay. The thing is, though, every mission will raise your heat level, and if it gets too high. It can either lock you out of doing things in that region for a little while, or they might send agents to your base. Um, and so every sort of region of the map has their agency, like Patriot or the North America part, like Smash is, um, I think, <laughs> Europe. Uh, and so that that's sort of the trade-off. And you can upgrade your... Basically, when you start... Okay, so the region would be, again, like North America, and then you have subregions within those. And you first send, uh, like, two or three minions to scout an area, and they sort of establish a base of operations in that subregion. And then that will let you see the missions that are available there, and then you can launch stuff. Um, each so it's sub XCOM. Kind of. Um, and each subregion... Well, I think each subregion has its own heat meter. I don't think that's across the greater region. Um, but you can upgrade that base of operations to allow like more of a heat level before it gets shut down, and you have to wait for it to sort of cool off. 
Weirdly, there are missions that will let you reduce the heat level, but you have to pay gold to do that, which seems like it's not worth it at all when you could just wait for it to go down by itself. Um, especially because it'll be like, get 10,000 gold for this mission that takes three minutes and gives you 30 heat. Reduce heat by 30 for 10,000 gold. No thanks. Mm. Might might be worth it later once you have stuff upgraded and you're doing bigger missions. Again, I'm pretty early into it. Um, but yeah. So this how what? How much does this game cost? Forty. Oh, is it worth forty dollars? I mean, I would say so. Uh, I got it. I think it was like thirty percent off on Green Man. Um. Okay. I believe even on Steam it has a discount at the moment. Eh, ten percent off. Blech. Yeah, it sounds like a Steam discount. Yeah. But <laughs> No, look, the gif has like it's it's Gabe and he's dressed up like Jesus and all the deals are falling from the sky, <laughs> yeah. Larry. The prices are so good on Steam. Yeah, well get, uh, get ready. Spring sale coming soon so get ready for disappointment again. I can't wait for the game to be thirteen percent off. Yeah. Better hold on it for now. Um, well, I ask that because, like, so Nocturne is maybe one of my favorite games of all time, uh, if not the my absolute favorite game of all time. I know we talked about fifty dollars is a ridiculous price for that thing. Me being the sicko I am, I would almost consider actually paying fifty dollars for it because I just know I like it that much. I, so I don't know how much that is. PS4 a... version, just in case. <laughs> I was well, I was paranoid about it like selling out. True. Maybe I should have done the same. Because, yeah, who knows how many of those that they print in the long run. Like, maybe it ends up becoming rare again. It's fine. I got money um, from freaks who will pay too much for old Nintendo games. Speaking of boy, which, uh, yeah. from that profit, I uh, bought the Xbox memory card. Should be here today. It was supposed to be here yesterday. I don't know what UPS is doing. Um, And so I also will buy a uh, an SSD for the PlayStation, which really needs a lot more than the Xbox. Uh, but who knows when those will be enabled. And also, that's going to be really annoying because unlike the Xbox one, which you can just like plug in, take out. Yeah, you gotta the, screw a whole bunch of stuff. And, yeah, take the faceplate yeah. off, unscrew the cover, put it in there, screw it down, screw it back cover. Oh, they got that teardown video, so you know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. So look that up and follow the instructions on there. Now, I almost wonder if they just, like, never actually enable it. Because I kind of think <laughs> at this point that might be the thing that they do is that expansion slot just exists there for the rest of the console's life cycle, and like, they never enable like it. Like the bottom of the Nintendo 64? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I mean, technically, that did get, that's where the DD plugged DD. in. We just yeah. never got that. Yeah. Um, I'm oh, thinking more the expansion the, port the on NES? the bottom of the NES. Yeah. Because yeah. then you got videos where dipshits are like, was this used to play ColecoVision games and like weird shit like that? Where like no, it wasn't. Wasn't that? Didn't wasn't there something that actually used that that only came out in Japan too? It was like, it was like a, a modem? stock brokerage thing. Yeah. yeah, and so it needed like a modem plugged into it to be able to work. Uh, so like you know per- peripheral ports generally get used. The the thing is that there are some reason regions where they absolutely will not. Yeah. Um. But this might be the first time where you have like a peripheral port that just never gets utilized. I would be curious to see if they eventually do another skew of the console and it's just like, yeah, well, we took that thing out. I just 
think it's really funny how they put that in there and never considered Hmm, maybe this will get extremely hot in here Yep, yeah I mean, let's not make this big enough for the M.2 drives that have heat sinks on them so, well, apparently, I think some with heat sinks will fit in there Because the um, the cover has sort of like a a dent in it, I guess It sort of like raises up a little bit, I think Yeah, but then that's the thing, too, of just needing to figure out exactly what type of drive yeah. will fit inside of that thing and what you need Whereas at least with the Xbox One, it's just, here it's branded, you slap it in the back of the console, you can take it out anytime you're well, done Also, the argument from Sony fanboys was like, well, it's a pri- proprietary thing for Xbox, it's going to cost way more Go go Not look really. go look at the prices for yeah. uh, M2 SSDs that would fit the specs because they're the same price. Yeah, I thought that initially, and then yeah, I looked up M.2 prices, and they're basically the same. Yeah. Uh, anyway, not that I need it because I can't install any games to the hard drive anyway. I do because <laughs> so I keep I having to delete things, it. and then also Sony will have stuff like, "Well, want to transfer your save over from the PS4 version? Guess what? You have to yeah. download the the PlayStation 4 version again and upload it, and then launch God, the PS5 yes. version and download it." I know we're getting far away from what we were talking about. Hey, but you know just, what's cool this... though? The PS5 version yeah. of Crash 4 is half the size as the PS4 one. Great, sure that makes sense. Yeah, it actually does. Like of that's course. what they claimed, right. and then yeah, I think that's the first example I've seen of it actually being true. Yeah, but that's so. This all kind of ends up looping back around to the removing games thing, and something that I meant to bring up. A little while ago when we were actually getting into that Is I know I kind of defended Sony a few months ago When Nintendo was just doing their cease and desist shit again Uh As being better about games preservation than Nintendo I still kind of stand by that Because comparatively Sony is still better about games preservation than Nintendo is Yeah They're still really bad about it And I just want to be very clear about that Like out of the main three Microsoft seems to be the one that is the best About maintaining an easily accessible library of their past games Okay, here's a question Uh, This this never came up on news either What do you think of that whole patent thing About them like putting trophies and stuff in older games? I don't think I actually saw that Oh Okay, well, a lot of people seem to think It's what I just said They have a patent for putting trophies (laughs) in older games Which is weird because they've already done that Like the PS2 emulated games on PS4 and 5 Already have trophies in them That's not a new thing But a lot of people seem to think this is leading towards backwards compatibility In some form No Um so yeah, that's the thing They've already done that So I think it's just them locking it down Also, I'm not sure how they would even do that Because Retro Achievements already exists So Yeah If you're talking about the site Retro Achievements That only works up to PlayStation games And there's still like a lot of big blanks in that catalog Because it's still fairly new no, It, it was just like the sets. concept in general Of achievements sure. for old games It was just like comparing memory values to Make yeah. achievements without altering the code Was basically the thing Yeah, just uh, open up Cheat Engine And start figuring out like where the numbers Click together and yeah. then building them around that But Yeah, like I guess if they end up allowing some sort of Software emulation, I, my thing is I guess like Okay, so PlayStation 2 stuff was on DVDs, so that would be fine Those would get read no problem I'm trying to remember specifically what 
the original PlayStation used if it was just regular data CDs or if they had some sort of like proprietary thing built into that. They were just CDs. They just had that coding, which I don't think actually yeah. did anything. No, I. I think that part was of me basically wants to just say to say like, this against... is a real PS One game. Yeah, I think that there was maybe some sort of protection against disc rot with that. I, I'm not sure, like, damage that the laser could do to the surface of the disc. But Remember that... the blue PS2 discs? Those were cool. Hell yeah! Those were great! And then they, they stopped. Should... I really wish they kept doing special coatings on the bottoms of discs. Those were didn't, great, I loved those. Didn't the blue ones they got like rid of scratch way easier than regular ones? Probably. I think that yeah. was why they stopped it. Yeah. I don't know, it sure would be nice if they enabled some sort of software emulation to take all your old games, just plug them right in there. That would get me way into collecting physical editions of old games again. But Yeah, it would like, be nice. It's also it's also Sony. And so I have like zero expectation that they'll actually do that. Yeah. Uh kind of going back to what I was saying, my my main point is that between Sony and Nintendo, I would expect Sony to do it before Nintendo, because Nintendo is infinitely worse about all this stuff. Yeah. Um uh, for reasons we've talked about plenty. But I think when you start comparing the way that those two consoles just handle transferring data between like old games and new versions of them and the like data expansion stuff between the M.2 drive and just Xbox per, like uh, proprietary drive, like clear division between Microsoft getting their shit together this generation and Sony doing the shit that they did with the PlayStation 3 where they got a big head and were like, oh, we're we're going to do like really aggressively anti-consumer things because we can again yeah it's really weird it just keeps swinging back and forth yeah so next generation i'm sure like playstation hardware is going to be fantastic probably yeah they'll get desperate (laughs) again we'll have to see yeah well i don't know it yeah considering how many people are still on the ps5 train despite the ps5 not being good uh it might take a couple of generations to shake out. Maybe the I'm, six will be real bad. I'm maybe still on the PS5 train just because it's the thing that I own currently. And so well, I sure. have to hope that it will be good and that it will get better because I really need it to. I spent a lot of money on it. Um, I mean, I'm looking but, forward to Ratchet and Clank. That's the thing is their exclusives. Oh, now not so much due to uh, Xbox acquiring Arcane, but before I had very yeah. little interest in any Xbox exclusives same so like my main the the main thing convincing me to buy playstation this time around was i just like playstation exclusives way more than the stuff that microsoft has and still true like i'm looking forward to a lot of stuff that i know i can only get on the playstation 5 but having to actually sit down in that software environment is miserable i really hate how it constantly is losing connection for me i just hate the ui that's also the the walls in this apartment have to be built out of lead because I get, like, the worst connection in the living room. It's not that far, but, like, I have a fairly new modem, and that system is brand new. Like, the Wi-Fi hardware that I'm running off of should be much better than what it was. So it's the walls at this point. Hate everything. <laughs> I just want to download Res. That's all I want. Well, what if I told you one of the geniuses you can play as an evil genius is a hot black lady? Uh, Ooh, okay. $40, huh? Yeah. Mm. So one thing I, mm. I will note about this is that this time it has a season pass, which I'm not too thrilled about. Yeah. But it seems like there's quite a bit in the game already, like more than there was in the original. Um, 
also I'm a sucker So I just got the deluxe edition <laughs> While it was like 30% off And so it's like eh I guess it's basically regular price And then I'll get the DLC when it comes out So well, so I'll I'll give this away. I remember you talking to me when you discovered that this game was out and was a thing that you could get your hands on, and you were like, boy, some of the stuff that I'm reading about it doesn't look great, but also it's Evil Genius, so I'm going to buy it. Well, it just came out yesterday. Um, but, um, yes, I've been looking forward to it for quite a while. It It was just later, like maybe a month ago, was when they said, like, oh, here's the season pass stuff for it. And it wasn't. I'm not too into season pass stuff in general Especially before the game is out But yeah. considering it's 40 to begin with eh, yeah. yeah Playing anything else Larry or, no. or is that it? That's it Okay Well I had two new games Two games that came out in the last week What do you have? Freak For Persona <laughs> Uh, no, I actually had two games. Well, no, before we get what? to Retro Corner, we got to get to something else. No, we don't. Before we do, I need to I need to step away real quick and get another Dr. Pepper before <laughs> I completely crash. All right. <laughs> To that gobble Okay. I started watching The Sopranos. Congrats. On HBO Max. Yes, I'm halfway through the first season. Okay. Uh, I've basically been like Sopranos in one hand, Nathan for you in the other hand, just going back and forth between the two of them. <laughs> They're basically the same show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm getting kind of confused at a few points of it. Start thinking that the PI is actually like a character in Sopranos, and the Sopranos <laughs> detective is a character in Nathan for you. It's been yeah. a little confusing. Um, the dad from Home Alone. <laughs> sure, he is. Uh, yeah, no, I I know. Yeah. Um, well, just watching weird. him get. It's weird because that guy he is the PI, and then there's also a congressman played by Peter Riegert. And those guys look so mm. similar that I'm kind of like, wait, what? I don't yeah. think I got to the congressman yet. Yeah, um, he shows up a bit later. But I do like how they revisit the throwing guys off of bridge twice so far. Yeah. This is just a regular location that they go back to to threaten people. Yeah. So, uh, Sopranos is uh -huh. a show you've been trying to get me to watch for quite a while now. Right. All right, now that I have HBO Max, I have all the Sopranos in front of me. So I, of course, started at the most logical point, which is the last episode. And I watched that before <laughs> going back to the first one. I mean, actually, um, I don't think I'm... it would really spoil anything. No, I have a lot to try to figure out. Other th the, the only thing that really stood out to me is, boy, James Gandolfini does not look to be in very good shape in the second half of the sixth season. Like, I, he didn't look like he was in great shape in the first season, but... There's like a noticeable change to his voice where he sounds like he's maybe not doing so great. Uh, okay. It's it's, it's weird. It's like his his voice is more slurred. I mean, he, it's not like he season. died right after the series ended. You know, like it was. A while what I'm trying to that. get to is, it's amazing he didn't die after the last episode wrapped that he didn't immediately kill over. <sighs> um, 
but yeah so the this show's had like kind of a slow start for me which yeah. like i i get it if it, this is like well it's the college episode is kind of when it kicks off Oh, that college episode is really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then the stuff like right afterwards of like now Tony is conflicted about like what does his kids know about his business and how to deal with that and how that relates to him finding out about his father's business when he was a kid. Like yeah. that stuff has been fascinating. But like the first few episodes are just an absolute grind to get through. And like I kind of get it because this is like prestige television establishing itself. Yeah, like there has been some things like this before, but this was really the show that made this type of storytelling on TV more typical. Yeah, I don't think you'd have stuff like Breaking Bad without The Sopranos. Oh no, even though you wouldn't have The Sopranos without some other shows before it. Yeah, oh. like Oz came out first, I think, and so that was probably like the start of it, I guess. But yeah. um, yeah, Sopranos like solidified it. Yeah, Twin Peaks is kind of prestige television. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's well, telling no, it a isn't. story over the course of like full seasons. What? <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, serialization just, existed before that. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Um, I know that's not the case, but yeah, like. It, I did really like all the stuff about ducks in the first few episodes, yes. though. I think it's very cute that Tony identifies in some way with, like, ducks. Yeah. Just sitting in his um, pool in the bathrobe. Yeah, so again, going between this and Nathan for you, I like how Nathan is, like, he has this sort of um, fascination with horsies. Yeah. And then Tony is way into ducks, and it's these two grown men having this mm -hmm. sort of childlike wonderment about specific types of animals. Uh, but in Tony's case, it represents more of a like, oh, this family, this group thing. of ducks represents a cohesive family unit, and mine is definitely not that. Yeah, my family's a fucking mess. My wife is banging this priest. <laughs> well, she isn't actually. <laughs> no, which is actually kind of weird. Is I thought that they were setting that up as like, oh, they're a they're having a relationship in the background. No, uh, it's just the priest that is, is a creep Yeah Because I thought that it kind of like spoke to how fractured Their marriage is, because like Tony's definitely cheating On his wife, Oh yeah. but instead It's just that the priest and Tony's wife have just a very weird relationship With each other Yeah. No, I, like, although that, I do like the, the priest Getting that... sick on communion wine And throwing up in their bathroom And the whole thing is <laughs> that Carmela is very faithful Towards Tony, even though she really shouldn't be No She's like also aware of what he's up to but Yeah It's like well What are you gonna do I was kind of expecting that there would be Some stuff going on between Tony and his psychiatrist I wasn't expecting them to address that So early in the show Yeah, I thought that would be more like three seasons And Tony's maybe built a kind of obsession with her But it's pretty much immediately that he's like Hey follow this lady And tell me everything about her <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna I'm gonna start having weird dreams now Yeah <laughs> She she climbs out of my shower and just says, "Mr. Soprano, wake up in a cold sweat." Mm. Uh, I like how much of the show like. I, I this also kind of exists at this period of time where like mental health in the United States was sort of taking on this new shape. Uh, it was starting to become more normalized to see a psychiatrist and to get on medication, but it was still 
in a place where a lot of people would ridicule it and look down upon it. Yeah. Uh, but not quite to the same degree that it was. And so I think that the way that the show handles stuff like Prozac prescriptions is interesting because they almost act like it's this cure-all drug, which it's <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, it's well, like Tony, like, Owen a lot of it just being like, yeah, it's a fucking Prozac. It's great. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you go to your psychiatrist's office, you meet a nice lady who works at a Mercedes dealership, and then things go weird from there. Um Oh. That, that's a couple seasons later from where you're at. But... Yeah, I haven't, I haven't got to a Mercedes dealership yet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this also gets into like uh some stuff that we've seen a lot in the Gabagool zone, which is the mafia's transition over to dealing dope. Oh. Yes. Um, although it's already been established that drug dealing is a codified part of the mafia now, because that transition happened much earlier than this. I mean, the, but you can still see that like it is not cool with Tony. Yeah, I was gonna say the the actual main family don't really do that much. Their whole thing is more uh bookies. It's kind of their yes. main deal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just started thinking about the bit in the bottom being with the guy who doesn't know how to use the phone and Tony eventually just beating him. <laughs> that was pretty good. Very good. Uh but yeah, like <laughs> also what Who's your favorite character so far? I would, I want to know. Tell me. Oh man, um, it actually just might be Tony. I know that's probably a boring answer, yeah. but I'm only so far into the show, and Tony's think? been given the most to work with. What do you think of Big Pussy? I do like Big Pussy. He's good. What do you think? I know that, that you, Larry Davis, have issues with Big Pussy. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> Uh, Here's a reference to a very specific Curb Your Enthusiasm episode I'm sure nobody listening to this remembers um, uh, I like Big Pussy uh, Big Pussy is great yeah. I enjoy watching Big Pussy on the screen <laughs> About Christopher Because I think he might be my favorite oh, I he's, fucking hate Christopher He's such an idiot He's great He's such a fucking goof uh, Just a little goober <laughs> He has like fucking the... nerd can't even catch a football. <laughs> You're the it's wizard of loneliness. That's what you are, Christopher. <laughs> Your own wizard. Um, yeah. It he... might be the Moderna vaccine talking, but I've really been getting these wires crossed in my head <laughs> between uh, Nathan for you and this show. Yeah, I really like Christopher. He's he sucks, but he's great. He's the biggest idiot on I... the show. I kind of just hate him so far. Like, I hate how much he whines about not being a made man yet, when if he, like, kind of took just one step back and self-reflected for a minute, he'd realize why he's not made. Well. Because he's a hysterical fuck-up. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, <sighs> he gets made, and then, like, they give him responsibilities, and he is terrible at everything. It's great. <laughs> I do like, though, the whole uh, subplot early on of him selling drugs to Tony's daughter to get her out of a jam and then getting beaten within an inch of his life. <laughs> yeah. And that other dude getting shot through the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh... what's great about that is everyone kind of convenes uh, in the hospital together because there's a, a another another character, a capo, who's got cancer. Uh, and so you have like two of the characters here about the getting shot through the eye thing, and they just have this conversation in the background about like what it means to get shot through the eye, like what the symbolism of it is. Mm -hmm. That's really good. 
This is just this totally casual conversation almost about e- mob murder. Almost every scene that's like in a hospital in that show is good. Like there's that. Yeah. There's a bit where another guy gets beaten up and they show up and like uh, I forget who it is. Like brings a box of chocolate bunnies. I think for him. Or no, it, it's not chocolate bunny. Is it about the chocolate bunnies? <laughs> That's that's what I was thinking of Uh, I think it's just chocolates He just like puts at the foot of the bed Even though the guy's in a coma Um, See you're getting confused because Twin Peaks Is also prestige television They're indistinguishable from each other Well season 3 is Basically the same show It's actually a movie is the thing They just if they do another Sopranos that takes place Like after the Sopranos they should just cast Jim Belushi in the main role Yeah Have him play Tony well, they are doing yeah. a prequel mm-hmm. With uh, James Gandolfini's son Is playing Tony in it And I had to look up a picture of him To kind of figure out Like okay well what would that look like Looks like Dead a ringer <laughs> yeah, For a young James Gandolfini I was gonna say Looks like Tony Soprano Yeah Yep Yeah So that that works I'm interested in seeing that But You see the picture of him I Holding can... a Nintendo 64 controller Like a remote <laughs> Yeah it's with one hand yeah. I mean, That's how I play it Yeah that's a nice a homage to, the to his pappy. Yeah, you think about it really. If you carved away at a Nintendo sixty four controller, the center of it is just a nunchuck. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that was their sick design the entire time. They always had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo controller design has fucking sucked constantly. Past the like Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo was the only controller they made that was probably like all right to hold. It was a normal controller Yeah, at least back then I imagine people with like big boy hands Which I don't have as we've established on this show I bet they have a hell of a time with that thing Oh yeah Well um The GameCube controller like I felt It was comfortable it was just the button layout Was so bizarre that it made playing yeah. Any non-Nintendo game horrible Yes er- Ergonomically it was fine Yeah. Um, I also really do not like the triggers on that controller they... Oh I do Oh I can't stand them uh, anyway, um, Gabagool. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Gabagool. I th- I'm glad that they say Gabagool pretty quickly in this show. Yep. I didn't time it, and I probably should have, but I wonder how close it was to them saying Gabagool in The Godfather. <laughs> I bet it took longer in The Sopranos. Cause Gob- the Maybe. Godfather one's like right at the beginning of the wedding. <laughs> I like how many times they just reference The Godfather though as being this group's like favorite gangster movie, and you yeah. got that one guy. Every time he sees a mirror, he just does the Silvio Dante. I thought they were out, and then they pull me back in. Yeah, everybody's like, hey, Silvio, do your Godfather impression. <laughs> He's just, everybody loves him. Silvio's a good yeah. goof. He's the, the jokester of the family. I, I will say this, being about seven episodes deep in this show, I've seen a lot of people tweeting about White Boy Summer, <laughs> and I think that the Sopranos might actually just be the manifestation of White Boy Summer. That's what that looks like. Did, they everyone is just trying to chill out and have a good time and get through life and everything's a fucking mess for them. Uh, Tony just wants to feed his ducks. Did you see the, the picture of Meadow in the car with Tony and it's saying, uh, "Like, Dad, can Italians be involved in what White Boy Summer?" <laughs> no. So I want to assume the answer is that they can't. I think not. I don't think they're mm. allowed. Well, it's anti-Italian discrimination, you know says Silvio Here's what we're going to do, Larry What? Because I've committed now to watching The Sopranos Oh boy 
it's not going to be a white boy summer on this podcast. It's going to be a gabagool summer. Oh, bazinga. <laughs> no, cut that out. <laughs> no. You got your document about every time that I, I say a slur and you got to cut it out right here. I have a bazinga <laughs> document of every time I have to edit it out of the fucking podcast and re-upload it. You don't edit anything. You don't have control. You don't have the keys. It's only two pages, though. Yours is much longer. Um, yeah, I, I think that we're, we're going to come back to the Gobblegool Summer uh, throughout the next few months. Nice. Maybe instead of the, the song that I edit is Cool, Cool Summer, but every time it says Cool, it's Gobblegool. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Maybe that's the intro theme to this. <laughs> can sound terrible but you know i wouldn't be far off from the times that we've used the gobble ghoul zone theme up to this point so maybe it's perfect yeah uh but yeah i was hoping to have the season done but it is like 13 episodes they're an hour long each and i just didn't quite get there but uh at least this first half of the first season i'm enjoying it so far mm-hmm. it sounds like it's kind of about to kick into what the main plot of the season will will be other than kind of this like reflection on who tony soprano is uh, because they're about to get indicted. Yes. Uh, the, the last thing that I saw was um, the, the investigation on the family, like them rearranging some of the photos on the board to show the new power structure. Yep. And the, the uh, excuse me, the description for the next episode is that they're about to get indicted. Yep. Um, the actual like Fed um, investigation is that's when it starts. So that's when you get the real good <laughs> stuff of them like trying to tap the house and everything. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, good show. I'm going to have to start watching again then. So I've where did you leave uh, off? End of season three. Oh boy! So this is going to be a DS9 scenario where I finish this whole thing and then for the next like half a year I'm harassing you about getting caught up. Hmm. Doubt you it. don't watch shows in the kind of maniac way that I, I do. Know. Uh, which is that I mostly have it on on a laptop while I'm playing games. Uh, the nice thing about Persona 2 is that the uh, battling is mostly automated in it. You just kind of change what you want the characters to do, and the battle automates itself. So I've been able to just like kind of let that run and then turn around and watch The Sopranos. Yeah. And it's been fine, because Persona 2 is a weirdly easy game, so I've not game over it yet in my 20 hours of playing. So, like... It- in your brain, basically, The Sopranos is a show about uh, a guy, a mob boss. He goes to a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he summons Jack Frost, um, and then uh, yes. he uses Jack Frost to whack a guy, and then he yeah. comes up with a plan to sell one dollar TVs uh, and puts an alligator in front of them. <laughs> That's exactly the show that I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> I was surprised to find out that the uh, P.I., uh, oh, what's his name? Something Wolf. Yeah. Brian Wolf, I think. Brian, I-, I think so, from Nathan For You, got his own like reality TV show that has run for more episodes than Nathan For You. Oh, went that long? 40 episodes. Wow. I thought it was 40 something of those was fuckers. Like six or something. Over over the course of only three seasons, but he still had like 40 episodes. Huh. Um. I do like, though, the twist that that guy has done pornography in the past. <laughs> and it's really just trying to convince him that, like, if you pose naked in a magazine, yeah. that's pornography. It, and it's adult like, entertainment. God. Yeah. Well, 
the one that I just like got done watching, he finally like finds all the old like penthouse and playgirl <laughs> issues that the PI appeared in and comes over to his house with him <laughs> and is just trying to get him to admit that's him in the pictures. Even though he already oh, so said good. he did it, and then yeah, he's like, mm, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> but then like he eventually cops to it and he's just gets into this weird like side rant about like they want you limp in every picture because if you're limp then it shows you still got some strength you still got some meat between <laughs> your <right>. legs <laughs> what a weirdo for you is like easily the best show that ever aired on comedy central it's pretty much that so. and john benjamin has a van yeah uh, which is by the same production company. Those are both absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, Nathan was in John Benjamin Has a Van. Yep. John Benjamin was in think, Nathan uh, for You. I don't think that there's a single absolutely thing that I find bad, actually, because I was looking through their stuff last night, too, and they all seem pretty good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for uh, uh, the Gobble Ghoul Summer. All right. So it's time to move on to Retro Corner, and again, Larry, I wanted to give back to you. So, this week, I finished Demon's Crest. Okay. And a little game that you might have heard of, I think you've played it before, called Um Jammer Lammy. Yeah. This is my gift to you. Good. <laughs> We're going to talk about these two Larry games. I like both of them a lot. Yeah, so which one do you want to start with? Start with Demon's Crest, I guess. It's been a while since I played that. I played a little bit of it back when they had the um, the uh, Nintendo Online thing, because it was on there, but I didn't like play all the way through it again. It, Demon's Crest is interesting, because it's part of this like side series to Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, Gargoyles Quest. Yeah. Oh man, what if they put out a Firebrand figure from NECA? Oh, that'd be nice. That'd, that'd be neat. I'm next to the Gargoyle Goliath. I was yeah. thinking I'm going to start watching Gargoyles. See how I that holds a, up. I had a Gargoyles board game where you had to like put a VHS tape in at the same time. Cool. You ever you ever play like one of those no. back in the day? Okay, no. so it's like certain spaces that you land on you have to start the vhs tape back up and then the vhs tape will like give you instructions and it will like kind of affect how the progression of the game is going it's really weird yeah uh because it also requires you skipping around in the tape to a degree uh which on a dvd is super easy hit a button and you're done but back in the day on a vhs player pain in the ass uh, yeah. there was one of those for a clue yep that i remember the um uh, the gargoyles there was a one point in time where I got very confused about what the clue movie was. Was the VHS uh hosted by Jonathan Frakes? Like he just tells you you're wrong. That didn't happen. No. I wish though. That'd that would be... be good. Yeah. Tim like Curry the... played the villain in that, right? Huh? The villain in Gargoyles. Who played him? Yeah, Jonathan Frakes. That's what I'm saying. John Frakes. Like, basically okay. all For some of... reason I thought it was Tim all... Curry. Uh he was in it. Okay. He he was one of the characters, but like basically all of the supporting cast of Gargoyles was Star Trek people. Like, huh. Uh, Demona was Marina Sirtis. Oh man, um, maybe I do need to go back and rewatch some Gargoyles too. Yeah. How long did that show run anyway? I think it was. I think one of those weird things, sort of like Tiny Toons, where it was like two seasons, except season two is like fifty episodes. 
Yeah, they do some bizarre. They do that like large episode where something say, just hit the syndication numbers. Are you about to say they do some bazinga? <laughs> no. Okay. What the fuck. <laughs> okay, just want to make wrong sure. What's with you? <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, Demon's Crest is um this lovely little game where you play as a gargoyle man and you're trying to get these different like um. These different crests of power from Red various Aramer, bosses of the game. Please, his name is Red Aramer. Uh, but the progression of the game is fairly non-linear. So certain conditions need to be met in certain levels to unlock different levels. They're usually contingent on you having crest power that is required to get through the level. So you never hit a point where you get halfway through and they're like, oh, I can't make this jump. Why are you just skipping over the fact you have a Mode 7 world map? I was going to get to it. The map is Mode 7. There you go. All right. Thank you. It's actually a very good Mode 7 map. It it runs very smoothly, and the actual scaling on it looks pretty nice in this game. Uh, I've definitely played Super Nintendo games that had Mode 7 maps that did not run as smooth as Demon's Crest. Yeah. Uh, which actually makes me wonder how late in the console's life cycle this was. I did not think to check that. Uh, it, it's a pretty late one, I'm pretty sure. Mm. I want to say it, it's probably like... When did the PlayStation come out? 95? Uh, 95, yeah. I bet yeah. it was like 95. Okay. Because, yeah, 96 was N64, so... Yeah. but. Like graphically, the game looks great. Like it's very, very detailed. The sprites have a lot of thought put into them, and there's some very big sprites. You fight that dragon at the start of the game uh-huh. that's got like its skin is falling off. It looks super good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like you, you, you go through these levels, and you know, levels have multiple routes that could lead to different bosses, that can lead to different power ups, and you just kind of build your power, and you decide to take on the boss more or final boss of the game rather more or less at your leisure like after i think it was like three or four levels for me it opened up the final boss of the game Mm -hmm. i didn't know that's what i was going to go do because it just seemed like another level on the map had opened up so i went in there and i beat the boss and then it was like oh the game is over now yeah so i was like well shit now i have to play demon's crust over again (laughs) yeah so eventually i got the 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 true ending of the game uh, which is that you need to get all the power-ups before you go to fight the final boss, and then it will give you the good ending. And then after that, when the credits are done rolling, it gives you a passcode, and you put that in, and it unlocks the actual like final level, which in itself is just a boss that you go and fight. Uh, and that boss is a fucker. Which one's that? boss is hard. Uh, it's like... A skeleton man he's floating on like these big skulls and then he transforms like halfway through the fight and he's just shooting like a ton of projectiles everywhere like it's a okay. shoot up game yeah kind of hard to explain what he looks like exactly yeah just i kind of remember he's a lot of bones <laughs> muscles for bones <laughs> yeah <laughs> just mostly bones this guy uh-huh. um but yeah i i thought that the way that the game handles progression is pretty interesting it's not quite Metroid-esque, but it has it, it feels like Metroid at a few points in it. Because yeah. you definitely need to go back and replay levels and go through different routes. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not really a search action game, uh, but it does have that element of it, which is neat. Uh, yeah. Almost like a DuckTales on NES, kind of. 
Yeah, it's got kind of like uh, Quackshot vibes to it. Yes, that too. Maybe that's one thing. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah. like, I think the main thing with Demon's Crest is just how cool it looks. Like that's, it's like Castlevania Four level of sprite work and stuff in it. Yeah, it's a really pretty game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. It's got that good ass Capcom sixteen bit era music in it too. Yeah. It's got that the the font treatment that is like I was thinking about this and I don't think I've really put much thought into it before playing Demon's Crest, but like they had a very specific like font face that they used during that era that is very easy to distinguish against other games. Yep. Yeah, that uh sort of rounded font. I know exactly what one yeah. you're talking about. I could pick it out of a lineup. Like as soon as the copyright information popped up on the screen, I was like, "Oh, that's that Aladdin ass." Aladdin looks really good. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is I always associate it with Aladdin specifically. Yes, I mean they they have this very specific sound design on like like effects work specifically like projectiles and the way that like hits land in Capcom games of that era also like have a very similar aesthetic to them. Mm So I I really like 16-bit era Capcom games. They were all right during the 32-bit generation, and like by the time it got to PlayStation 2, Capcom started to fuck up real bad. <laughs> Continued to fuck up for a while. I'm glad that they've like found uh... their footing again, but there's a very long period of time where Capcom, generally speaking, was not putting out good games. I don't know. Well... Eventually, yes, but think about the stuff Capcom was putting out, like God Hand and Beautiful Joe. Uh, like that kind of era was good. That might have been like their comeback, though. I, I think that's remember. actually maybe where it was starting to fall apart. Like that was their last maybe round of good games. Because so it was when In- Inafune kind of took over quite a bit more, and he was just insistent on like we got to make them like Western games. We can't just do like Japanese game development stuff anymore. It just doesn't work. As he had a lot of games that were trying to like emulate things that you would find in games that come out here in America, and they just weren't landing for Capcom. Yeah. But eventually, like that got sorted out because thankfully the power structure, you had all the guys in the room and they're changing the photos on the board of the power structure in Capcom. Yeah. And it changed and, and they you know started figuring out what people want from their games again. Hey. And what people want is that Resident Evil engine, because it looks really good. <laughs> Here's uh here's something fun. I'm going to look at a list of Capcom games and we're gonna to try to figure out I thought it was gonna be a list of Demon's Crest bosses and what my thoughts on them are. No. <laughs> that would um, be very problematic and we should not do that bit twice. Weird, Capcom apparently published Tomb Raider The Last Revelation for the Dreamcast. Oh what? Oh no. Okay. Vampire Chronicle for matching service? <laughs> what? It sounds it's... like something you need to hook a modem into the bottom of an NES for. Oh, oh, oh! It's Dark Stalkers, but an online one. Okay. So it's like a weird, um, <laughs> weird translation. It's, re- it's what they rebranded Vampire Freaks to. Yeah, yeah. Chronicle would be the third one, I think, because I think it was Vampire Savior, Vampire Hunter. I don't know. Was it just like Vampire? Wasn't the first one just Vampire in Japan? This is completely besides the point, but I I remember watching... (laughs) I remember watching an anime movie when I was like maybe 19 years old, and I thought it was a Hellsing movie. 
because it was a vampire man with long black hair. Uh -huh. I've been thinking a lot about it lately and trying to find it, and I couldn't because there's only the two OVA series. I was thinking of Vampire Hunter D the entire time. Yeah. It's like clicked for me last night while I was feeling like shit. I was like, oh, right, it's Vampire Hunter D. That's a thing that exists. Yeah, the one where he talks into his hand. Bloodlust is way better than the original, though. Mm. Yeah, you should watch anyway, Vampire I, Hunter I D I Bloodlust. To... Yeah, I should. I should watch both of them. Because hey. that's, that's why I started watching the OVA for Helsing. Is I was looking specifically for that movie, thinking it was a Helsing movie, and then I just kind of like... It's like, oh, this OVA came out around the time I thought it was a movie. Maybe it wasn't. No, I'm just wrong. Although I like how both OVAs have the same voice cast for Helsing. <laughs> so it's a very Dragon Ball-esque situation where it's like, you really just paid these guys to come in again and say all the same lines. Well, I'm looking at this list of Capcom games, and uh, like in 2001, you had, well, Mega Man X6. PS2 is already out. Um, again. Ma Maximo. Uh, I played a little bit of that recently because that, so part of that um, Project Deluge, where they were putting out all these like prototype versions of games and like review copies, most of those are so close to release that like any differences between those versions of the games and the retail ones are indistinguishable to me. Yeah. But the Maximo one, that prototype was saved on september 11th 2001 so i knew i had to download it <laughs> that's real good where was maximo when the towers fell <laughs> jet fuel can't anyway, melt like I... heart boxers <laughs> i fucked around in maximo for a little bit seems like an all right game i need to play that at some point it was good i like the sequel more uh, army of zen mm -hmm. Um, Steel Battalion was 2002 That was a good game Oh, I remember really wanting that controller Yeah Back in the day 2003 Maximo vs. Army of Zen Apparently they published Arx Fatalis Windows which is weird hmm. Grand Theft Auto 3 What? What? Huh? Why is this listed on Capcom? Huh. For what console? The PlayStation 2? It says PlayStation it 2 this is on Moby Games um, because the Wikipedia list uh, just lists. I don't them know by why you're reading a video game site written by Moby. I just don't <laughs> think he knows anything about video games. You can always trust a bald man to talk way too much about video games. Well, that's true. We're both bald men, and that's exactly what we do every week. Well, I am. I, yeah. Uh, War of I, the that's, I'm a poser the bald. Monsters. I shave my head. So. Okay, I'm not going to look at this anymore because this is listing stuff that like, War of the Monsters was not a Capcom game. That was uh, yeah. Incognito. Monster Hunter. I... Maybe there's some sort of like a thing from Capcom is in the game so they have to list it under there. But I'm trying to think of like what from Capcom would be in Grand Theft Auto 3. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure uh, either. I, I think the Viewful Joe stuff and um, God Hand were all pretty late PS2 era. Psyops. That sounds. That was that a midway right, because game. I remember. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna look at this anymore. <sighs> Demon's that Crest. That sounds about right because I remember like getting God Hand out of a bargain bin for five bucks yep. at a Best Buy, and I know that the PlayStation Three was out at that time. And that's still, like one of the best finds I've had on a game because I know that the value of that thing has appreciated. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. Also with Beyond Good and Evil uh, back then. 
Okay, so this is from June 16th, 2003. I had to look this up. Rockstar Games has today announced a partnership agreement with Capcom to localize, publish, and distribute both the PS2 and PC versions of Grand Theft Auto 3 in Japan. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the game did come out in 2001, because I remember they that was another victim of the Twin Towers. Very yeah, tragic yeah. that they had to change things. In their fa- <laughs> that's why Maximo had a two. That, that's why on September 11th, they had to remove the two towers from Maximo. <laughs> yeah. It was in poor taste. Yeah. I'm trying, I wonder if someone's like, come up with a comprehensive... Yeah, I wonder if someone's come up with like a comprehensive list of like media that had to change immediately after September 11th. Because I think of the Spider-Man one all the time. Uh, of course, in Metal Gear Solid 2, like removing Arsenal gear, just tearing ass through New York. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff like that where immediately after that, things got delayed so they could take out anything offensive. And part of why I think about this so much recently is because you have that shot of the Twin Towers in the opening credits to The Sopranos. Yeah. So I'll reveal a lie right now. I did not watch the final episode of Sopranos. It's just I'm doing a bit because it's the thing I normally do. But I did briefly check it out because I wanted to see if they left the Twin Towers in and never changed the intro or if they removed that shit. They definitely removed it. Okay. Yeah. I had a moment where I was wondering. You can't just put Robert Pattinson in (sighs) the Twin Towers and knock him down anymore. It's in bad taste. I'm just trying to say there was that album by The Coup where the front of them was in front of the exploding twin towers mm. and then that happened and so they had to change it okay now well, uh demon's crest yeah um hey it's a good game yeah it's a 16-bit era capcom game so it's really good I, it's I odd can't to me that you never any... played it actually I actually hadn't heard about it until it got put out on the switch like that oh. is just this little hidden gem that somehow got away from me uh, and so I was like kind of interested because a lot of people were talking about it. And then when I found out the connection to Ghouls and Ghosts, I started to get a lot more into the idea of playing it. Um, I don't know if I'll go back and check the other Gargoyles because they're like NES games. Uh, game Boy. And so I don't. Oh, then I definitely don't want to check them out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You played through Castlevania the Adventure, you could definitely play through Gargoyles no, because it's a I lot know. better. Well, that's the thing is I think Capcom's Game Boy output was a lot less reliable than their like SNES and NES output. Well, Castlevania those games were a lot was not Capcom, it was Konami. Uh, I, I would say Gargoyles Quest is actually one of the best in uh, Game Boy games. Like That's there with okay. Kirby's Dreamland, probably. Well, maybe I check it out. But, but yeah, it's it's fun. Demon's yeah. Crest is neat. If you have a Nintendo Switch, you probably don't have much to play, but uh, check out Demon's Crest. Well, uh, it's contingent on you having a subscription, and I don't know why anyone would have that either, unless they got suckered into it because Nintendo changed the auto-renewal thing and I'll, stole their money. I'll tell you why. Because the new Monster Hunter just came out, so there's actually uh-huh. probably a lot of people with online stuff okay. with Switch right That's now. Fair. I don't. Imagine if they put that out for like an actual crap. console. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Not have to return Not to the to olden them. days of garbage frame rates in Monster Hunter. Yeah, God. Yeah. We had Dylan on here. He would be espousing the virtues of just emulating it. He's not wrong. And turn the rain off. <laughs> what? 
he was talking about that recently how it rains all the time in breath of the wild and if you emulate it on the pc you have the ability to just turn that stuff off i like when it rains it was cool have yeah, lightning too. striking around yeah i just enjoy rain in general i, I find it very soothing you and like eddie like, rabbit look, you love a rainy night yeah <laughs> that's right uh, I have not been shy about my opinions on Breath of the Wild. I think it's a pretty boring game, but you know what? There's a certain like tranquil nature to it when you're just in that world with nothing to do and it's just raining. Uh, sure. Kind of relaxing. Raining this for Demon's frame Quest. rate makes my stomach sick. So Yeah. Ratings. Um, well, so there are six crests that you have to discover in the oh, game, but there's a Christ. hidden seventh crest. Uh, so I would give it five out of six crests and then i would throw in an additional bonus hidden crest for a total of six out of seven okay i would give it probably an 8.5 out of 10 which i think is actually probably about the same as six out of seven you can't just Uh, like make a fraction of a rating that doesn't make any sense at all just make it a solid whole number no. What's a point five even mean when you're out of like half. ten? <sighs> okay. Here, no one understands right. fractions. Alright, here, here. Uh I am going to give it a seventeen out of twenty. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Um <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever tried to divide a fraction? It's impossible. No one can do it. Okay. Next up. The next game. Yeah, well, um, my top three, ga- top three games of all time. Here we go. Where does it land on your top three games? Probably three. It's not even in my top 30. How about that? You like that? What do you think of that? This podcast is <laughs> over. He's still there. <laughs> this theme. No, I'm Jeremy Lambert. last episode. <laughs> I'm not doing this ever again. You're just waiting for me to talk about it. I'm Jeremy Lammy. Then you would. Pull the plug no, because no. if you liked it, then that's the thing. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I like Dumb Jammer Lammy. I do have some issues with it, but all the issues I have with it are not Um Jammer Lammy's fault. Okay, so my, my issue right with it is the Vital Idol stage, which I hate. Oh yeah, that one Horrible is pretty song. bad. Yeah, that is the um, it's the second to last one, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, so here's my issues with um, um, Jammer Lammy. I'm going to get the negative stuff out of the way first. And again, it's not the game's fault. I was emulating this, and the emulation on this and Parappa are very similar in that there is a very noticeable input lag when playing the game, and that makes it borderline impossible. Input lag in this is some of the worst I've ever experienced in a video game. Uh, It makes figuring out the timing for hitting each of the button presses agonizing like i just through failure starting to get it down uh, and even then there would be rows of inputs where i felt like i nailed all of them and then it would throw me down a rank yeah see that's weird and, because like again i played it on the raspberry pi fairly recently and had no issues with input lag so part of it too might just be me because rhythm games are not something i'm just very good at in general um I think I overfocus on them, and so I end up just hitting the wrong buttons because I'm trying to like think ahead too much instead of just kind of getting lost in the rhythm of the game. So there's a lot of times where it's just like quickly hit X square right, square X left, 
and my brain will get right and left confused and I panic and I hit them opposite and I fuck up that line. I thought you were going to say uh, you're so that, sort of like trying to put them in like a Tekken combo or something just as fast <laughs> as you can. I just don't understand why all the quarter circles I was putting in didn't seem to register. <laughs> wanted Lammy to do a Psycho Crusher. That's all I wanted from this game and she never did it. Uh, but <sighs> yeah, like a, a lot of that stuff is just input latency through emulation and me not being good at rhythm games necessarily. There was specifically an emulation issue in the idle stage where like on the same note, every single time the game would freak out and start stuttering and then lock up on me. And so the only way I was able to get it to work was to just give up on playing it on the raspberry Pi and play it on EPSXE. Hmm. And I got through it there, but like the input latency thing was still an issue. Um, so I don't know what the deal is with that. I've I've had some other issues with PlayStation stuff since building the four, specifically with like Brave Fencer Musashi just does not want to run on that thing at all. Uh, so I don't know if it's just that software environment is different than what it once was. Have you so tried just using PC version of RetroArch? No, because I've always had like weird issues getting that to work. That, um, but I think some always, of that might have just be the old PC that's, having issues. That's been like the way more reliable way to play PS1 games for me yeah. on PC. Like for whatever reason, like standalone emulators, I, I don't know why, but they don't work as well as just using RetroArch. I mean, Except hey, for Hellboy Asylum Seeker, right? which would not work on it for some reason. <laughs> I remember you trying to stream a Judge Dredd game and that being like just a psychedelic nightmare because yeah. the graphics did not want to display correctly. Yeah, that was not RetroArch. That was just EPSXE. Yeah. Yeah. So I I should get that again and try it in RetroArch, see if it yeah. fixes the weird bugs with that. And Typhoo, oh, Breath of the Tiger. Next time we stream games, I have it it did not come out at launch, but we're doing PlayStation launch games and there's still this one game I want to show you that's absolutely insane. It was okay. still very much early PlayStation. It was the sort of thing that if you told me that, like, 1993 Crystal Dynamics made this game, I'd be 100% on board with you. I would not know the difference. Okay. Very Crash and Burn-esque, mm. uh, rather. Um, actually, maybe a better comparison would be that Hydelide thing that they put out. Ooh. Yeah. Virtual Hydelide? Yes, so I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil what the name of the game is, but I want you to think of Virtual Highlight if it did the fusion dance with um, Virtuoso. Okay, it's basically that. <laughs> it's Great. a fucking mess of a game. Uh, but yeah, Um Jeremy Lammy is a pretty short game. So even though I had to go back and basically basically replay the entire thing, I did not really lose that much time. Uh, a combination of me being bad at rhythm games and the emulation issues made this take probably three hours to get through. If you look up like a YouTube video of somebody just playing the game casually, it's like a 40, 45 minute long game. It's yeah. very short. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's meant to be Which, replayed and enjoyed at your leisure whenever you like. Also, play it again as Parappa and get different songs. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I guess you oh, need to go man. back to it. Shit. Fuck. Shit, fuck, it's all in the mind. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everyone remembers the famous so, Master Onion line. When I, was, when I was a kid, I played this game. I had not played Parappa the Rapper. Um, and so when I finished the game and got Parappa, I was like, oh man, he like actually says the words when you press the buttons. It sounds like crap, but whatever. 
uh, it was a cool thing uh, Later I went back and played Parappa the Rapper I was like, well, these songs are pretty good But this game is not nearly as good And also, the, the whole uh, audio The thing about Um Jammer Lammy is Just having guitar samples works way better Than bits of words oh, yeah. coming out uh, yeah. So it just sounds a lot better in general And especially like freestyling Like when you can just like go Like over and over instead of Parappa going Yeah and sounding like a freak is having a stroke. I just think Lammy would not steal $100 from you if given the opportunity. Probably She's not. She's an honest, upstanding person. Yeah. Uh, Parappa criminal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't stereotype all rappers as criminals. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying that Parappa will steal $100 from you, yeah, specifically. Well, so will DMX. What are you going to do? <laughs> Well, against DMX, probably nothing. Uh, Parappa, I'd rip him in half. He's made out of paper. Good point. In fact, that's one of my favorite things about Um Jammer Lammy is when she starts having her, like, panic attacks. Mm-hmm. She has to go see a psychiatrist. It's a whole thing, you know. Psychiatrist is naked in her shower. It's weird. Uh, but when she's having her panic attacks, like, the weird psychedelic stuff that they do with that is fantastic. And, like, one of my favorite parts is evil Lammy appearing. Yeah. And they don't do anything with it. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, through a photocopier. And she's just like, okay, that's great. And bye. And then like pushes herself through the photocopier to go someplace else. It's fantastic. I love all that stuff. Rami is the player two character. Oh, okay. That makes sense. For co-op or versus, depending on what you want. To I play. like, I like evil Lammy. Rami. Her name is Rami. Please. Evil Lammy. <laughs> Um, so are you aware of the changes made from the US and Japanese version? I am not uh, The Vital Idol stage is hell That's what's mm. supposed to be happening at the end Is that she died and has to come back uh, Oh shit And so in the US version I... she did not It's supposed to be I like vaguely a, remember that. a dueling the devil type thing to come back to life What's supposed yeah, to be So I vaguely remember this because I was thinking to myself I thought there was a level where Lammy goes to hell in this and then I was just got in my head that like ah oh, maybe I'm mistaken and I'm thinking about like Parappa two or something like that. No, uh, they also changed though. a couple of lines here and there. They're very weird changes in the um make a good guitar with all this timber around level. Uh, they change one where he says like I think in the Japanese version it's chopping down trees just for fun. Uh, and I think in the U.S. one it's like making a guitar just for fun. It's, I don't. Never use Joe Chin's chains for Mr. them. Mr. T. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually maybe my favorite song in the whole game. Yeah, it's really that, good. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. That and the last one, I like it. I like them both a lot. All I want to hear um, is you've come over here. There's no fooling around with deers. Yeah. Uh, I hate the one with the babies. That was very <laughs> distressing to me. I had a very hard time getting yeah. to that. And the fact that they followed it up with another one of my fears, which is planes crashing, <laughs> made Lammy one of the scariest games I've played this year. The thing is that that baby one, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, was really hard for me to get past. Now it's like one of the most fun because you can just like mash it out. And also, I just really like all of the guitar lines in that one. Uh, the well, sort again, of like I'm, Dick I'm Dale these, surf though. rock type thing. Yeah. They're all hard to me, except for that first one with Master Onion. Yeah. Well, Specifically the, the where weird... they started putting in the trigger inputs is where everything fell apart for me. I, I feel um, like the Master Onion ones are the hardest ones in both Parappa and Umjammer Lammy. 
because you have really? so few notes in each line, it's a lot easier to fail them if you're just slightly oh, that's off. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, my issue, too, is that I was playing this on an 8 bit dough that's designed like an SNES controller. And so the trigger buttons for left and right are very, very thin because it's mm. still a very like, flat controller. Mm. And so my hand like kind of kept slipping off the controller when trying to move my fingers around for some of those combos. It's so like, that was another problem. You're, you're sweating like the guy in an airplane, just like <laughs> That's right. faucets. Yeah, it's pouring off of me. Yeah. It's that K and Peel gif. That's me playing <laughs> any kind of a rhythm game. K um, and Peel. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that, that song, uh, basically all of the songs I like except for Vital Idol is the thing. Terrible. Yeah, it's Vital Idol and the Baby one for me. I don't like those two songs. Um, I actually think that like if I sit down and compare them against the ones from Parappa, so I've not like played and beaten Parappa. I've tried to play it a few times and I could never get past the Master Onion stage because again, there's input latency issues and I'm just bad at them. Um, yeah. But I've listened to the whole soundtrack uh, for this and I'm Jammer Lammy and Parappa two before playing any of them, and I think that I like the music in Parappa more. But I'm with you. In that, when you're listening to the soundtrack, all of Parappa's lines are just like sung out. Yeah. When you're actually playing it and he's stuttering through every single song, it sounds like shit. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that Lammy has some really good music in it too. There's just nothing quite on the same level for me as the uh, Driver's Ed <laughs> sure. song. Uh, like that, that's. Yeah, th- there are two lines from Parappa that I think about a lot. One is, I've been working in the flea market so early, I've been working here since my mama was a baby. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, and um, every single day, stress comes in every way. I ain't got no time for nobody. <laughs> uh, weird thing to say on right, a cooking you... show. What are your three favorite songs across all of these games? Oh, boy. Um Yeah. Put you on the spot. I can tell you mine while you think of yours. Uh, I'm still I, wondering I, when I die. I hope I get to eat. I hope I don't cry. Uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite song is from Parappa Two. That's the one about getting big. Yeah, that's because it's one. just. First of all, total fantasy of mine is becoming <laughs> like regular big boy height. So uh-huh. it speaks to me on a very spiritual level. Uh, but also it's just a very good song And it's completely ridiculous And when you listen to it without the context Of what's going on in that stage yeah. A little bit upsetting uh, uh, I well, also uh, Yeah when he like freaks out when he's getting big <laughs> Yeah Oh no Oh no! He got too oh, big no. I'm getting scared Yeah <laughs> uh, My second favorite one is uh, The like Master Onion love song That's a good one Yeah I like the idea of karate lovin'. I, I think it's a neat concept. I think the um the barber one is the best one in two. Oh, the snip, barber snip, one's really cut, really cut. good. Yeah. Um, uh, my third favorite is the driver's head song. I, I like that one a lot, but uh, I I think we might have mentioned it before. Yeah, we, we did. used to run a forum back when. Well, you know, for the sake of bringing it up All again right. because it's relevant. We used to run a forum back when like bulletin boards were the thing and not just fucking Reddit. Um, and we had a sub board that we would shadow ban people to, and it was set up so it would just play the Driver's Ed song on loop. And the condition of getting unshadow banned was just make one good post. <laughs> Most of the time, people just left the site, which yeah. was also the intention. <laughs> um, 
so we also had like the kids rap thing from Tim and Eric on there for a while where it was about kissing your sister on the lips. God about that one. Yeah. And we replaced that one pretty fast with the rap. Crappa rapped uh, wear my dad's dirty socks. <laughs> That'd be great. They should do another Parappa the Rapper. They should. They won't. No. They will definitely not do that because I think that team is so split up now and, you know, it's probably difficult getting all the voice actors to return for something like that, I imagine. Like, they were never big games to begin with. It's actually a little bit surprising to me that they made three of them. Well, weird, is, weird thing is, like, Masaya Matsura, um, he made another game. It was, like, on the Wii. It was, like, a, a marching band game. Mm. Um, don't know if he did anything since then. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, probably look that up. I am curious. I'm looking. Okay. Uh, Major Miner's Majestic March was in 2009 on the Wii. Okay. Apparently, he was involved in Haunt for the Xbox 360. It was a Connect huh. game. Yeah, developed by Nanaoncha. Weird. Hmm. Okay. The, the Parappa I the Rappa series, which, you know, still kind of includes Umber Jam Um Jammer Lammy, um it always gave me like similar vibes to like the Katamari <sighs> Damacy games. Okay? I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> what Pro- happened? Project Rap Rabbit was cancelled. It was oh, no. Project Rap Rabbit is a cancelled rhythm game formerly in development by Nana Ansha for PlayStation 4 and Windows. Oh, no. Pitched as a revival of story based rhythm games such as Prap of the Rapper and Guitaru Man. Features rap battle gameplay mixed with Japanese culture. Following its failure to secure financing on Kickstarter, it's been placed on hold. I'm so sorry, Larry. What we if it also it. just like salt in the eye? It starred like the rapping rabbit was Vibribbon? Uh, maybe. That's the thing. It's the same guy. He could do it. I wonder if Nano and Shaw like has the rights to a Vibri. I don't know. Like, uh, didn't they get re released not that long ago? Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how you do. You could I buy it on PS3. You, you could buy the PS1 oh, version no. on PS3. <laughs> That's the greatest loss of the PS3 store closing is you can't get Vibrabin. Yeah. I wonder how it handles like searching for music tracks for that if it's just if you've uploaded music to the console if it looks in that folder. I, or I don't think like you that. could like do anything oh, like that's that. A bummer it, it was just the normal in-game tracks. I mean, Vibrabin is still so charming. I, I wonder too, like to that point, if there's a way through uh, emulation for it to look for a CD in the disk drive on PC. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. So I also have wondered about that, but never got deep enough into looking into it. Um, all right, so my top three tracks across the Parappa and Umjammer uh, trilogy, I'm going to say number one would be um, the end one from Umjammer Lammy. It's a great song. It's a really good, good song. Good ending. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then number two. Uh... What I like about that song is it, it uses that musical sting that they play throughout it. I was not expecting them to break that out into its own song. Yeah. I mean, I knew I listened to the soundtrack beforehand, but I actually forgot about that track. So when I got to it, it surprised me. Yeah. It's Milk Can. Um, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
number two might be the Barber one from Parappa 2. That was pretty good. And then I think maybe three is uh, Making a Guitar. Yeah, Making a Guitar Never use Joe Chin's chains for them, no. (laughs) Yeah. If I had like a top five, that guitar one would definitely be in there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm Jam Lammy ratings. Uh, ten out of ten. Okay, it's a perfect game for you. Well, uh, no, no game is perfect. That's why I have the caveat of the Vital Idol stage sucking, but the rest of it okay. is so good. What did, I still give so it a I, ten. Shadow of the Colossus is your, is your favorite. So, like, yeah. out of your top three, where does Um Jam Lammy land? Is it two or three? Probably three. With two being Jet Set okay. Radio Future. I thought you were going to say Grand Theft Auto 3, because I know that you're a huge fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it holds up so well, especially. That makes sense. You know, your three games, you, you end up going for stuff that has like a very funky vibe to it. That's right. Like Shadow yeah. of the Colossus. <laughs> That's right. Nothing's more funky than... Sh- Look, when you spray paint Wanderer's name on the back of the Colossus, yeah. nothing is more funky than that. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to hack this game so it plays uh, put mom to sleep while you're climbing one of the claws. <laughs> let mom sleep. Stabbing into uh, the, let mom sleep. I I am. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but Bomber Cyberfunk is coming out 2022 now. Yeah. No, I'm. A, that makes sense. <sighs> I know. Again, they didn't want to do 2020 because it's a cursed year. Yeah. Which but... I still really appreciate. Come on. Yeah, well, some amount of that might be the PR team needing to deal. Some of that might be the PR team needing to deal with all of Hideki Naganuma's tweets. No. Every time they're just like, yeah, we got the guy from Jet Set Radio, and then he's tweeting out, like, Joe Biden doesn't know what MILF means. And they're like, (laughs) oh, fuck. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Biden doesn't understand Big Chungus. They're like, well, this just delayed (laughs) the game another two months. His whole Twitter feed is just fucking words from a hat, man. I know. If you told me that his Twitter was actually just run by, like, an AI that was doing the thing like the Microsoft AI girl that everyone made racist, I'd believe (laughs) you. Could be. So they're more covert about it, so no one immediately goes towards racism. They just say a bunch of memes, and it picks up on that. That'd be really good. If there was like a Twitter personality that actually was a bot the entire time and nobody knew about it, that would be it was, amazing. It was Chrissy Teigen, it turns out. I thought it was going to be uh, New Jersey Dad was a bot the entire time, <laughs> just aggregating everything from left-wing Twitter into the most generic posts you've seen in your life. Oh, Brooklyn Dad, you mean? Brooklyn yeah. Dad, I'm sorry. Look, it's been a while I've had him muted. He's so. defiant. <laughs> I got him to block me finally by posting pictures of his uh, receipts from like that pack that oh was, that, that is good. pretty good yeah anyway. i still like how he's like well it's posted in the bio so everyone knows like that doesn't fucking matter it's still like your opinions aren't your own and what uh kind of sucks what's your ratings for um Jam my ratings uh so um jammer lemmy makes really good use of the playstation controller you know you got the triangle button you got the circle button you got the square button larry I consistently forget where they're at because when I play it, I'm again on like an SNES kind of thing. Well, so you're uh, not I think looking it's... down at the controller. Well, that's how I play. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see I've what heard, I'm hitting. 
after 15 years of PlayStation stuff, you should know Triangle Circle Square X by now. Like, do you, <laughs> so my when, rating... you're, when you're navigating a menu, like in the PlayStation, maybe this is why you can't download Res because you're hitting Circle and because <laughs> you're thinking it's A and you're canceling it. Distinct possibility. Uh, my rating for the game, I would like to give it a real tasty guitar lick. So I would probably do circle, triangle, circle, triangle, LR, 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 LR. And then like spread those out enough that you could freestyle between them. Uh-huh. Uh, that's my rating for the game. It's just a real tasty lick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, point 0.5 also. Hey, uh, all right, well, I wonder if this will... Um... Influence your rating It's something It, it might Because I know you apparently Did not play any of the Multiplayer modes in it If mm-hmm. you play multiplayer And you win uh, They say You're the wiener And you, it gives you oh, A little man. corn dog And like oh, hops shit. over To the winning player side I thought I enjoyed Um Jammer Lammy But I was just scratching The surface the entire time <laughs> That's right You didn't Jesus plumb the Christ. depths Of all of the great content In Um Jammer Lammy well, I would say that we could do one of those um I don't know how it works on EPSX E X P exactly, but you know that thing where you're able to play like multiplayer games for the Genesis and SNES over just an internet connection, you have to just yeah. connect to the other person's IP. Like I can't remember if there's like a program that's just broken out that lets you do that for any emulator or if there's just a way to do it built into the PlayStation emulator. I don't know. But if there was a way to do that, we could play it multiplayer. I bet that would be a fucking wreck. Yes, like it just would. outside of the issues with emulation, but the further latency of having an, an internet well, connection there and me being bad at the game. So the thing is, I don't know that really would because you'd still just be playing it yourself. It's just handing it off, is the thing. Like you're taking turns. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I don't even know how you would do that at all. But well, it it would just I be still... like. It it would be the same as anything else, but I'm saying you would basically be playing the game locally. It would then just kind of be mm. transmitting the results. I still I really want to figure that stuff out for Contra Hardcore. Yeah, because that is just the ultimate stress test for something like that. It would yeah. be a complete fucking disaster. I would be interested in doing it, just trying to see if we can actually beat the first level of that game. Like, not even necessarily beating the whole thing. Just can we get to level two? Yeah, who knows? I mean, you could beat yeah. that that big guy pretty easily. Just stand yeah, in the middle and shoot up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, even the, the boss flipping robot. Level... Yeah, the he, boss he, in the first level. The first level is pretty easy. Yeah, but he does those weird slides and stuff, and with the latency, who knows? Uh, that's why you just always got to be sliding, because then you got iframes on it. Just play the game like it's vanquished. Vanquished. Yeah. Vanquish. Shit. Got the vaccine um, brain rot. That's right. Uh, all the microchips have like gone through my blood into my brain, and they've kind of just like blocked up, like you know, a ship in a canal. You really and should have. I'm. You should have considered like something was up when the guy who was giving you your shot was the Bill Gates impersonator from Nathan for You. <laughs> he seemed trustworthy. Also, he had a face mask on. I couldn't tell until he oh. pulled it down at the end. We'll just give you these shots. I'm just... I have watched the first episode of that final season. I'm really looking forward to the one where he just helps that guy track down like uh-huh. a past love. 
just because he asks in that trailer like are you a stalker yep. or something that was like the entire promo for that episode on comedy central that was about to come out was it was like here's the next nathan for you is just like do i look like a stalker <laughs> <laughs> and then like coming back to nathan staring at him just this is the last thing I'll say about Nathan for you. Uh, but having the guy on again who hosted the dating show and yes. then him trying to explain the thing about the three way and Nathan being like, look, I want to keep this G rated and not have any mentions about three ways. And the guy being like, okay, that's fine. I agree with you. I just want to make sure everyone knows it was a mother daughter situation. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. I like that they got not... that. That guy really wants to be a professional host. <laughs> the amount of times too where nathan's just like let's move on to the next segment and then the guy's like oh yes right he's as good of a host as i am which is yeah. to say not at all uh that's it for the episode i'm going to go collapse and turn into a bunch of bones because i still feel like shit congrats it's probably better than getting covid i'd have to assume oh uh, yeah probably maybe possibly I can breathe. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back next week. So, good goodbye, dinosaurs. I almost said good night, dinosaurs. That's not how I. Goodbye. Dinosaurs.